you're fat. So you drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a lesbian. You're the Chargers. I'm not going to be a boyfriend. Welcome to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin, a modern day Carrie Bradshaw, minus the wardrobe, the Manola Blonnet collection. I'm not even living in the city, rather the South Bay. And, um, well, there's no Mr. Big yet, so maybe that wasn't the best analogy. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. And if you've been faithfully listening for weeks now, thank you. I appreciate you. I also appreciate all the feedback and love I've received on Apple Podcasts. I just read the novel that Chris wrote, and it might be the kindest thing a stranger has ever said. Well, he's not really a stranger. He's my friend on Twitter. Where are all the men at like you, Chris? He titled his review with, I'm in love with Aaron. Well, Chris, who isn't? (laughs) That's a joke, you guys. No one. No one. Trust me. I am very single. But honestly, his review was so sweet. And I've never been to Texas, but he offered, if I ever find myself there, that he'd go out and he'd be my wingman for the night. Dude, I'm all in on that. So... Anyway, if you're out there and you're like Chris and you have some feedback to share, you just want me to know I am a five in your eyes, feel free to drop me a rate or review. You can always email me at Erin at You're Such a Catch or follow me at You're Such a Catch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for the record, your girl is still parched. Maybe instead of coffee, I should have asked y'all to buy me a shot of tequila. (laughs) Seems a bit more fitting, but if you feel so obliged, click on the cute little pink button on my website that says buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com backslash you're such a catch. Regardless, coffee, tequila, White Claw, LaCroix, I will take it. Bottoms up, buttercup. (laughs) Quick reminder that I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off. I know, don't go cursing me next week when there's not a new episode posted. But don't worry, it won't be a long break. Just, you know, a couple weeks off for the holidays. And you know what they say, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Isn't that what they say? (laughs) Don't worry, I'll be missing you too. I think I just realized this podcast is becoming like a mullet. Business up front, party in the back. (laughs) But you know what? I have a new obsession thanks to my good friend Angel. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Maybe you guys all knew about it before me. It's funny how I am never like hip to things. But um, once Angel turned me on to this, I am like obsessed. So have you heard of it? Modern Love? If you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, baby. Each episode is a little different, but they all explore love and love in all kinds of forms. Complicated, magical, just so good, so good. 
I binged the first season and I just learned that there is a podcast, thanks to Dion. He let me know that. I also downloaded the book on Audible. Yes. When I said I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. (laughs) So being that I've been single for a hot minute, I thought it might be fun to share some of my dating stories in a similar format as uh, Modern Love is Made. You know, all different random stories, but somehow all connected. Shall we call it, for the sake of the holidays, Twas the Nightmare Before Monogamy? (laughs) Or How the Grinch Stole My Heart? Or maybe The Nutcracker? That one's spot on, you guys. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Yes, Aaron, there is a man for you. These are all horrible. (laughs) Or what about the 12 dates of singleness? That seems fitting. (laughs) So on the 12th day of singleness, I got ghosted. Okay, you guys, this guy looked just like Jason Bateman in his profile. It was on Tinder. We matched. He had a child in his arms. There was only one photo that should have been my first inkling that he wasn't real. But, um, of course, I fell hook, line, and sinker for Jason Bateman. His muscles, oh, my gosh, he was so cute and clean cut. And holding that kid, I was just like, ugh. This guy's going to be my future baby daddy. No, I didn't really think that. (laughs) But I did want to meet him. I did want to go out with this man. And uh, we talked all weekend. I'll never forget. I was down at the uh, horse races down in Del Mar with my girlfriends. And this guy and I matched. And we were just, you know, having a great conversation. I literally should have known better. He was writing me back so quickly. He wrote in complete sentences. His grammar was good. Supposedly, he lived in Playa del Rey, which isn't that far from me. And so when I got back into town, we made plans to meet up. And I'm telling you, I I pulled out all the stops. I got super ready for this date, was all cute, ready to go. We were going to meet downtown Manhattan Beach and uh, just see where the night took us. And um, I Ubered over and waited on that corner in front of the kettle for Jason Bateman to show. And um, 10 minutes went by, 20 minutes went by. And uh, I'm like, this guy's not coming, is he? So I text him, and uh, he didn't respond. And then I went on Tinder, and yes, he had unmatched me. So on the 12th day of singleness, I got ghosted. On the 11th day of singleness, he got high. I got a history lesson. Okay, this guy looked just like Michael Ely. Yes, you're seeing a common denominator here. I pretty much align anybody I match with. He either gets a nickname, he becomes a celebrity lookalike, he's a doppelganger. But yeah, this guy looked just like Michael Ely, and I uh, also met him on Tinder. Really nice guy. Lived in Long Beach, got a job out in the South Bay, had only been at that job for about a week, and I kind of know why. I don't even know how he passed the drug test, but <laughs> in 
anyways, uh, we, uh, we went, let's see, where did we go on our first date? I can't even remember. I'm not even sure if we went anywhere. He just came and hung out. Um, so I had a fire pit illegally in my backyard. I didn't even realize it wasn't on, um, wasn't allowed in my, in my lease. I learned that later when I had all that drama with my, my landlord yeah, so he came over. We sat outside, and I used to call it cannabis and uh, backyard cannabis and chill is what I called it. So he got high. I got a history lesson. He was an African-American gentleman who had a lot on his mind, um, very into politics, very into Black Lives Matter. So we would sit outside and enjoy a cocktail, and he would enjoy some cannabis. And um, he would basically just school me on history and everything, I guess. I've apparently been living under a rock while it's been going on. But um, I found it very interesting. I, I like learning about other cultures. I like hearing worldly things when I can understand them when they're in layman's terms. And And um, so, yeah, so that didn't last. (laughs) Um, A shocker, right? But uh, he was good looking. He was fun to talk to. Um, So, yeah, on the 11th date of singleness, he got high. I got a history lesson. On the 10th date of singleness, he sent junk mail and I unsubscribed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this guy, where do I even begin? He was a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. I mean, uh, there is no, well, okay, there is a celebrity I think he looks like. I think he looks like Sean Merriman. And um, for those of you who don't know, that's like a double whammy in my book because not only is he like a quote unquote celebrity, but he is also an ex-charger and oh. Yeah, he is hot, but I don't really know that this guy looked like him, actually. He just had the build. He had the build of a football player, and I was out at dinner with some girlfriends, and um, I was on a fast, (laughs) so I wasn't really partaking in the food. Well, I had been on the cleanse, I guess, all week. And maybe I was eating that night. Look, you guys, my memory is so bad. That ginkgo biloba, I need it. But we were at this restaurant. And it's kind of a scene. So if you can imagine pretty much like every influencer in LA or like Kardashian lookalike is in this place. And here comes the most beautiful man through the door. And my my friends go, oh my God, Aaron, this guy just walked in the room. He's totally your type. You need to go talk to him. And of course, like liquid courage, whatever. I mean, I could talk to a brick wall, but it was kind of awkward because I did just like get up from my dinner table and go and approach him. And I don't even remember what I said, to be honest. But next thing you know, I'm ripping tequila shots with this guy. Yeah, it was a wild night. Uh, He was with Vernon Davis. So maybe that whole football player vibe thing was going on. I, however, really didn't even remember talking to Vernon Davis, which pisses me off because I am such a huge football fan. And I would have liked to thank him for all the fantasy points he got me uh, last season. So not this season. I don't have him this season. But anyway, so that night was wild. Uber ride home was not the greatest. I was not... Yeah. Um, let's just put it this way. I was wearing a romper and I had to go pee and we might have just pulled off on the side of the road and I peed, but I was in a romper. So you do the math or 
get the visual of what that might have looked like. I don't even know how I didn't get arrested. This is horrible. But um, yeah, I made it home, um, was horribly sick, um, basically threw up for hours on end because I was on a cleanse or a fast or whatever I was doing. I was trying to be skinny and it wasn't working. And all those tequila shots, yeah, on an empty stomach, no bueno. But um, that wasn't our date. We, we went, I don't know why I'm giving you like the long version of that story. I guess I'm just painting a picture for you of what a hot mess I look like. Why this guy wanted to go out with me again, I don't even know. But uh, we did go out on a date. He came to the South Bay and we went and got food and, and chatted. And yeah, he was he was great. But he lived far away. Again, my, you know, I got that five mile thing going on. So he lived in Sherman Oaks, which was quite a drive. So if you can imagine, he only wanted to come when there was not traffic, which is like basically at three in the morning and no thank you because mama ain't playing that. But I will say that after our date, it was fun. It was a good time. And I didn't hear from him for a while until one morning I was getting ready to go fly to Salt Lake City for work. And uh, I'll never forget this because my alarm went off at 4.50 in the morning so I could get up to catch my flight. And I had a text from him uh, from like 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was just a dick pic. Yep. No writing, no hey, no why, no W-Y-D, just a dick pic, just left it there. And I left it on on silent, so crickets in response. So... On the 10th day of singleness, he sent junk mail. I unsubscribed. On the ninth day of singleness, I got played. And I'm not sure by who, because this is partially Aaron's fault. But on the ninth day of singleness, Aaron uh, yelled from the top of his lungs my phone number to a nice man in downtown Manhattan Beach. This guy, I equate to Ricky Jarrett from Ballers. I don't know if you guys watch Ballers on HBO, but um, yeah, he looked just like him. And uh, it's very rare that you see a good-looking African-American man in Manhattan Beach unless he's an athlete and then they're all taken or, you know, there's a line waiting for them. So anyway... (laughs) Um, so this guy hollers at me. He wants my number. I don't give it. Aaron decides it would be fun to give out my number to this man. And he actually used it. So he he reached out to me. He asked me on a date. I agreed. Uh, we went to the Strand House. It was torture. 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 I don't know. He was just so dry. There was nothing. There was no substance there. And... Um, The part I'm leaving out is that he really didn't want to go out somewhere. He didn't want to go to the bar. He wanted to invite me over to his home, which he claimed was in Manhattan Beach. And he sent me, like, pictures of the interior. And it was just so bizarre. I I, There were chairs that looked like hands. There were photos of people that did not look like they belonged in his family in the bookshelf. Uh, Aaron and I were very much zooming in on those photos, trying to, like, figure it out. Yeah, I tried to ditch him. Um, I actually went to go to the bathroom, and my coworkers were at the bar. And so they said they were going to bounce and go across the street to uh, Shellback. Shout out to Rico, my favorite bartender, as we all know. But um, I went and told them, I said, hey, you know, I ran into my coworkers in the bathroom, and uh, they're going to go to Shellback. So I think I'm going to, you know, bounce on over there with them. And he said, well, I'm going to come too. And I was like, oh, 
okay, he's going to come too. So he went over to Shellback and uh, we all sat at one table together and um, it was obvious that we weren't a love connection. So a couple of my coworkers were talking about that and maybe they had had too much to drink and they thought they were being quiet when they were having this discussion, but they were actually really loud and he was picking up everything they were throwing down. And so it got a little awkward. So he marched his happy ass around the bar, around the table rather, that we were sitting at and decided to confront one of my coworkers, um, which ended really badly. He basically shoved him in the chest and ran out the door. And that was that. So uh, yeah, bye boy. And uh, yeah, on the ninth day of singleness, I got played. On the eighth day of singleness... I told the DoorDash driver I loved him. So this might have been like me. I, I don't even know if you could classify this as a date, but sometimes you just meet somebody and you click and you're like instantly kind of just like, I don't know, you're you're just kind of like with the person. Well, in this case, this particular gentleman doesn't live in the area. He lives far, far, far away. And we all know that long distance doesn't usually work. And I'm not even willing to like match with somebody who's over five miles away. So matching with somebody who's over like a thousand miles away, maybe that's not even the right math either. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was never going to (laughs) work. But in the moment, it was great because, you know, when you have that like chemistry with somebody. I mean, it's undeniable. There's nothing you can do about it. You're just kind of like drawn together. Um, So on this night, I was like, nope, you're not following for it. You're going to stay strong, like stick with your girls, you know, fight them off, fight them off. And then of course, what happens? I end up somehow on the casino floor where he's gambling. Uh, We meet up and it's just like, oh, fall back into it. You know what I mean? And so on that night, the only thing that saved me was Taco Bell. (laughs) I was starving. Uh, Like, I mean, of course I was. And I love Taco Bell. Taco Bell is my favorite, uh, especially my favorite after a night of drinking. So to get myself out of this little pickle, I ordered myself some Taco Bell. He passed out. I went down, met my DoorDash driver, and that man brought me so much mild sauce. I was just like, I love you. (laughs) On the eighth day of singleness, I told the DoorDash driver I loved him. On the seventh day of singleness, he brought tuna to the beach. (laughs) So I must say... Out of all of the dates I've been on, this one might be the most thoughtful or one of the most thoughtful. And it was so simple. And this just this is just to show you, like men out there, that it doesn't take much to make a woman happy or to wow her. Maybe it's just me. Maybe just maybe I need to set the bar higher. But um On this date, I thought this was so sweet. So we went on a day date. It was during lunchtime. This was his idea. Uh, He said he was going to get us some lunch. And I didn't know we were going to go to the beach to eat. But it was just so cute. So we pull up in Redondo. And he gets out of his trunk two beach chairs and um and then he pulls out his lunch so he had gone to subway which is so cute and he 
goddess tuna. And I do love me a tuna sandwich. I don't know if you guys like tuna, but I love tuna. And he made it like his favorite way. He was so proud of it. And um, and he got us a couple iced teas. And we just sat, you know, on the sidewalk overlooking the beach. And people watched and watched the dolphins, you know, do their thing. And it was just so simple and so sweet and so fun. So on the seventh day of singleness, he brought tuna to the beach. On the sixth day of singleness, I got hosed. (laughs) I don't really think this was a date either. This was a good friend of mine. He's still a good friend of mine. I hope he laughs when he hears this and doesn't want to murder me. But... He had come over, we watched a show, and I'll never forget. So I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I've always loved Big Brother. I've been obsessed. I literally bought a guitar that's signed by Julie Chen. It's also signed by Puck, random, you know, from the real world. But Julie Chen is what got got me to, to bid on this guitar. But yes, I'm mildly obsessed with Big Brother. And... So he had come over. I I think I used to, you know, get, I I don't have cable anymore, but I used to get like the after hours, you know, Big Brother After Dark. And so we were watching that. He might have been out before he came over because I don't remember myself drinking, but he obviously had had a lot to drink. And uh, he's quite a big guy, um, probably like six foot, maybe three or so. And so (laughs) he was going to pass out. We were tired after it was done. There was like nothing romantic happening. But I, I told him, I said, you know, like no big deal. Like feel free. Like you can crash in my bed. You're a big old dude. And I want you to be comfortable, like get a good night's rest. So, and when I, (laughs) when I, um, had him over, I, I still had a a little dog. So I used to have a Yorkie named Gizmo and he was my best friend. And oh my God, you guys, he's still alive. I'm so happy. And I know that sounds weird to like do this tangent, but, um, when I moved to the South Bay, I had to give my little pups away because my job was going to require me to travel so much. And the place that I, I rented, you couldn't have pets at. So I had to give my little buddy away, which is awful, but he was my best friend and he slept in my bed. And, um, so on this night and, and I have a cow king and my little Yorkie who was like all of five pounds used to take up the entire bed. So if you can imagine on this night when I invited the six foot three dude to crash with me, my dog was so pissed. He looked at me like, are you kidding me, mom? Like that's my spot. So anyways, I had like an eighth of the bed and these two like took up the whole thing. But, uh, my little gizmo was like curled up into me, put it nestled his little butt into me and um and so we were trying to sleep although my friend was uh he was snoring again you know he was kind of drunk so anyways I finally fall asleep and just starting to go into like that dream space that la la land when all of a sudden I hear a sound and it sounds like a sprinkler or something is going off you know it's like and I'm like, what? What, 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 what? So I wake up, you know, Gizmo looks at me. We kind of like, you know, do a double take. And I'm like, holy shit, he's not the dog. <laughs> the man is being the bed. Um, so we, we, he wakes up, he wakes himself up. I wake up, we hop out of bed. I remove all the sheets and I go throw them in the wash and we go back to bed and we never speak of it again. <laughs> so on the sixth day of singleness, I got hosed. 
On the fifth day of singleness, his Snapchat blew his cover. Oh, boy, you guys. I dated this man for a couple months, and I really liked him. I thought he was a good guy. I was intrigued by this man's presence, about his energy, about how he carried himself, how he dressed, his look, and his positivity. I mean, this guy, like, I don't think this guy has a bad day. He was always, like, you know, glass half full, um, which I love because I'm very much similar. But I don't walk around exuding this much confidence. He is, like, Mr. Confident. And we went on several dates. So, like I said, we we dated for a couple of months. And he, he's from Santa Monica. So, again, I'm breaking my rule. But um, I went there a couple times. He, he came to the South Bay a few times. Uh, we actually met on Hinge. And at that time, kind of funny because, you know, Aaron took over my dating app for a while. His assistant took over his dating app for a while and basically was giving him a lot of shit and saying, like, you have all these matches. Why aren't you going on dates with these girls? And so he was like, I'll show you. I'll go on three dates. And then, you know, then I'm throwing in the towel. And so I'm not sure which number I was on of those three dates. But we went on, we went on a lot of dates. And um I thought everything was going great. You know, we we hadn't had the, like, exclusivity talk, but since we were, like, communicating so much and we were, you know, together, you know, a couple times a week, it, it just kind of seemed like it was progressing that way. But boy, was I in for a rude awakening. And men, all of you men out there who are dating somebody and have social media and, like, feel the need to show off, like, I don't know why you would do that. But I mean, you're busting yourself. So it was uh, summertime and he was getting ready to go to Splash House. Splash House is like a music festival in Palm Springs. And I knew he was going. I wasn't really concerned about it (laughs) until... I, I am home, like, with FOMO, right? And and I am getting these Snapchats um, and Snapchats alerts from, from him. I mean, he's Snapchatting me separately, but then he's also, like, Snapchatting on a story. And there are, like, dozens of girls in, you know, assuming what is his hotel room with all of his buddies. There's a lot of pasties going on. There's a lot of twerking happening. There's a lot of chugging and... I don't I don't even know what else. I mean, it looks like a girl's gone wild party. And I'm like, what do I do with this? That like I mean, I don't know. It wasn't really like a jealousy thing. It was more kind of like, ew, like I don't want to be disrespected. And like also, who are you doing that for? Because of course I confronted him about it and I'm like, okay, like you what what's going on here? Like, you know, that's disrespectful to me. And he's like, oh, I didn't do that for me. I did it for my boys. And I'm like, mm, okay. So two, two things, right? One, like that's very immature. Two, like if you were doing it for your boys, you would have sent it to them directly and you wouldn't have like put it on show or on blast. So anyways, that was, that was the end of that relationship. So on the fifth day of singleness, his Snapchat blew his cover. On the fourth day of singleness, I realized I wasn't the only one. Ugh, it is so funny. What a small world it is. This guy met on Hinge. uh, Super, super nice guy. So we had gone on one date, um, had so much fun. Like he's just, he was just like me. 
We can just talk to anybody. So we made friends with a couple sitting next to us. We befriended our waiter. We ended up basically extending our first date to a double date right after with the waiter and his his gay boyfriend. Well, I mean, he is gay, so his boyfriend. Um, And stayed out till the wee hours of the night with with those guys. I still am friends with that waiter. (laughs) So, yeah, we had so much fun. Just good energy. Just, again, like, can hold his own. We were having a great time. He asked me out again, and um, unfortunately, I got sick. And so I told him I got sick, and he said, well, could he come over? He wanted to stop by and, and see how I was doing. And, of course, I was like, ew, like, I don't want him to see me sick, like, you know, no makeup, even though now I don't wear makeup half the time. But, you know, no makeup, like, gross hair, like, just not feeling, like, on my A game. And so I talked to my brother about it, and my brother's like, you need to have him come over because if you don't, he's going to think you're faking being sick. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. So I tell the guy he can stop by, and oh, my God, is he sweet. So he comes by. He's got soup for me. He's got throat spray. He goes. He gets washcloths. He puts them into the freezer. He puts them on my forehead to help with my fever. I am like, oh, my God. Like, where did this guy come from? Like, this is amazing. Until... (laughs) (laughs) I start feeling better. We try to plan another date. I do go back to his place or meet him at his place where we have a drink. And his place is a little different. So he was renting a room out of a house, but he didn't have access to the kitchen. So he literally like had a microwave and a mini fridge in his room and then like a bar set up, which was a little bit strange to be honest. Like I just wouldn't have people over in that instance until you were like really dating or whatnot. I would have just been like, let's just meet at the bar. But anyways, I went to the house. And so, yeah, so so we went on this other date and it was a good time. But then I started to not hear from him and, you know, time was kind of going by and I was kind of feeling like bummer, you know, because it seemed like such a nice guy. And I was like, did I do something wrong? And I don't know. So uh, fast forward a couple weeks, I am getting my hair done by my girlfriend and um, she is doing it in her house and we just have a conversation and, oh, I know what it was. So he had told me a story about how his roommate or I guess his landlord, right, since he was running a room, had told him that he needed to keep it down when he was having sex, that it was too loud. Yes, this is a real thing. This is a story he shared with me. Um, so he tells me the story and I then tell, you know, the girl who's doing my hair, the story. And she's like, shut up, stop it. She's like, my friend like rents her room out and her tenant, she complains that he has really loud sex. And I was like, no, there is no way that the, like, he's that person. So she's like, we're going to call her. So I've got my hair all up in foil and she dials her friend up and sure as shit, the same guy and so but before we connect the dots her friends starts to to describe me because she's I guess witnessed this man bring home a lot of women so she says something to the effect like oh were you there last night with that were those your shoes you left by the door and I was like no that wasn't me and she's like oh did you come in and and you know I waved to you and blah 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 I'm like no 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 like no so um 
Yeah, on the fourth day of singleness, I realized I wasn't the only one. On the third date of singleness, we cried over pizza and spilt beer. I was in New Orleans. It was the Red Dress Run. And for those of you who don't know, the Red Dress Run is a charity event in support of cancer. Usually we go as a crew, or we have been going as a crew for the last couple of years. So Aaron, his husband Josh, our friends Angel, who I mentioned earlier, and Gerard, and then of course my girl Zara. So we go to New Orleans every year for this red dress run, but we don't really run. We just stand on the balcony and throw beads and wear red dresses. It's super fun. And on this particular night, Zara and I decided that we were going to go out and we were going to go to some straight bars because when we're with our gays, we like to go to all the gay bars, but that doesn't, I mean, it does nothing for us, right? So we're like, oh, we should totally go to a straight bar. So we went to the Cat's Meow, which is one of my favorite bars in New Orleans. It is a karaoke bar. And it is super fun. I have never had a bad night there. It's actually a magical place. But on this night, I meet a man in a red dress. And we somehow hit it off. And neither of us got on stage and sang karaoke. Zara did. She got flipped upside down in her red dress on that stage. And it was amazing. (laughs) Uh, Zara is always down for some karaoke. But somehow, Zara and I went our separate ways. She went to Cafe Dumont. I went to grab pizza with this man. And we found ourselves in the little pizza shop just talking about all things. And, you know, it's funny when you build a connection with somebody that you just meet and the conversation just flows. And you might have had a little alcohol, so you also just open up and you're just kind of like exposed and vulnerable. And that's what happened when I met this man. And so on this night, he shared with me about his sister and how she lost her battle with cancer. And so common theme here, I meet a lot of random people and I still, you know, carry out my friendship with them, which which I think is amazing and I, and I do love. So he has since gotten a girlfriend, which, which I love because I follow him on inst- Instagram and I'm very happy for him. But on this night, we definitely bonded. And uh, on the third date of singleness, we cried over pizza and spilled beer. On the second day of singleness, I made a cement angel. (laughs) All of you are probably wondering what on earth a cement angel is. It is exactly what it sounds like. Instead of a snow angel, it is you, you know, making the angel shape, but on cement. Oh, how do I even describe this this date? <laughs> All the different emotions came through on this date. So I think it was my birthday. I didn't think that I was going to see this guy on my birthday. We had been fighting, and, and we only fought about one thing. But, uh, yeah, we were definitely in kind of a, you know, fighting phase or whatnot. But it was my birthday, and... I they my friend Kelly threw me a surprise party and um, I walked into the door of that restaurant and I saw his face and I immediately knew that I couldn't be mad at him anymore you know you just, when you see somebody and you haven't seen them and you've been fighting and then you know the second your eyes lock and all of a sudden you 
<laughs> you just can't help yourself, you know, and it's like your frown turns upside down. And yeah, so the rest was history. So probably after um, a couple of those fishbowl margaritas, you know, the kind that are like frozen and blended, but then they have like a coronita in the top. Um, yeah, after a couple of those, I was pretty much toast and... um he offered to drive me home. Don't worry, he wasn't drinking like heavily like that. I think he had a couple of beers, but I just remember, you know, turning onto the street right before mine and and telling him like, "Oh, you need to pull over." And I think he thought I was going to be sick, but on this night, I don't know what my deal was. I think I was just on cloud nine. So, he pulled he pulled over. I got out. I laid on the cement in my sundress and I made cement angels. A moment in time I will never forget. So on the second date of singleness, I made a cement angel. On the first date of singleness, I realized that all of these dates had to happen. They had to happen so that I could grow and I could learn and I could become the person that I am today so I could decide what I want and more importantly, what I don't want going to happen. Hashtag 2020, y'all. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what the new year has to offer, not just for me, but for all of us. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of you. I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>